the House of Run podcast. What are you into these days? Mostly running, now. Running. Yeah. Look at the house! Look at the After the longest layoff in the history of the show, pleased to say, welcome back to the House of Run podcast. I am Kevin Sully. He is Jason Halpin, houseofrun at gmail.com is the email address. Jason, back from his incredible European vacation, the main reason why we didn't have any shows. The other reason related to that was I didn't find a guest host i didn't want to talk for an hour straight about track so i wanted to keep all my reactions all my thoughts all my opinions to myself for this episode but jason first off we got to we got to break down this trip how did it go uh it was it was amazing i uh had a had a fantastic time i um yeah so i mean we did uh we did you know three three nights in amsterdam and then uh three nights in bruges and then uh a week in london and uh, it was, yeah, it was it was just amazing. I mean, it was all great. I, mean, I loved it all. But I think Bruges kind of stole the show a little bit, to be honest. Tell me more. Um, I mean, so the, literally the reason I decided to go there was because of the movie in Bruges, um, which is really random thing. But it's otherwise, I don't know if I would have known the name of the city or not. Uh, but it, it literally is just like a complete town out of like the you know fifteen sixteen hundreds basically. Like it seems like everything is there. The whole <laughs> the 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 entire city is cobblestones but they did that in like the 80s or 90s or something like that which we found out on the tour which i found kind of hilarious um but uh it was just like a just such a cool town to like you know kind of small town to walk around in it just looked amazing um met a lot of cool people the beer is you know out of control good so uh mm. so that was amazing um amsterdam was super cool city so many bikes um <laughs> fell off a bridge you know <laughs> fell in love with a random boat person uh, Oi! You know, uh but it was <laughs> it was it was still like it was really really cool cool city to kind of just uh to check out and then london which i'd done once before um but just briefly so you know we kind of got to do the the full experience there and uh yeah, my. I mean, we we saw so many things, and but really, just kind of you know, well, you saw around a bunch. The first first day in Amsterdam, thirteen miles of walking, figured out not through the old Apple. Wow, well done. When you're in London, though, you saw one thing that stood out above all the rest. I'm guessing the Cuddy Sark. Absolutely. How was it? It was it was glorious. Um, I meant to do like a video kind of thing. Wait, 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 wait. Glorious. Uh, I'm sorry, majestic. Okay, I was gonna say I yes. might have to go <laughs> get on a plane right now and double check. You gotta see it for was... yourself. Just decide. It's, it's it's you know it's a lot of different uh, amazing descriptions, but yeah, no, majestic is the right word. I was promised majesty with the Cuddy Sark, so I will be yes. very disappointed if you're saying it was not majestic. But and then you went to yeah, you went to sure. Craven Cottage, saw some footy. Did the Craven Cottage? Did uh, yeah? Did the the football match there? Um, five to three. You know, like they put a, a show for very, you. Very high scoring uh, game. They were up like four nothing or four nil, if you will, and uh, and that you know obviously a good good vibe. But then uh, you know a few goals late, try to make it a little more interesting. Uh, the crowd was uh, was really fun and cool, like uh, like I you know was hoping it would be. Um, and even the the little sliver, like there was like one little section on the side of Leicester City fans uh-huh. who sang the entire game, like <laughs> literally just the entire thing. And even when they were down. Uh, 
they were down four nothing, and then they they finally scored. I, they did a chant that was I mean for, for at least ten minutes where they were just saying we scored a goal, we scored a goal, <laughs> we scored, we finally scored a goal. Like it goes up like that, and it was it was very entertaining. So are you all in on Fulham now? Is it fair to say? I mean that's my team. I got a hat. Wow. I got a scarf. Um, you know, I don't know what else I need, but that's I, I feel like I I never had a team. You know, um, mm-hmm. I I don't follow soccer very closely, but now I'm like yeah, I'm a Fulham guy for sure. You used to hate soccer with a thou- passion of a thousand sons, and now you're a Fulham guy. Did you did you talk to any of the other like fans out there? Like, were they impressed that you came all this way to see the club that you've lived and breathed <laughs> and 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 died for for the last for weeks, a week and a half? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we talked about like that's the thing is like anytime you're overseas, um, and you you know they they always ask, hey, where are you from, right? Because yeah, shocker, I don't have the accent down. Um, Anytime we say Las Vegas, they just everyone's pumped by that, right? Because yeah. it's like that's that's one of the big cities that they want to visit, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's whatever number of cities you know that the average uh, uh, European person like either has heard of or like really wants to go to. You know, it's like the big ones, like the New York and L.A. and Chicago and whatever. Vegas is like high up on that list. I feel like Reno, yeah, I mean Reno, the, of course, the big four. So they were excited that you were from there. Did you you saw some lasso stuff too, right? Yep, went to the town where they did uh, where they did tell out do uh, you know or kind of based it off of I guess I guess it's yeah. mostly done on a Richmond. on a soundstage or whatever. But uh, but yeah, went to actual Richmond. Um, we did that the, the morning of the game. Um, so kind of just walked around. They, they I mean they literally uh, I mean it looks exactly like it does um, on TV. But they I was hoping they'd have some some a lot of Ted Lasso swag. I guess they don't have the like the licensing or whatever to sell it is mm. what the one of the the, the shops was telling me. Um, but it was still cool. They 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 had some nods to it, or some of their own, you know, kind of, uh, I don't know, cre- you know, uh, like custom merchandise that they they made for it, which was uh, which was cool. Nice. Well, I'm so glad you got to go. That's exciting. Yeah. No, it was it was the whole trip was was great. It was uh, you know, we were supposed to go back in 2020. So the fact that we uh, yeah. we finally finally got it done is was was uh, really nice. Best. And meal I you I mean I, I what's that? Best meal you had. Oh man, um, you know we did. So when we were in Bruges. Um, we my my friend who lives in Spain came and flew up and and stayed with us for a couple of days. Um, and he like was like, "Hey, I found the steakhouse. looked really cool." So so we booked that, and it was fantastic. Like I mean, it was just like it was like a husband and wife owned it. the The grill was kind of like just out in like the middle of the restaurant, like where you'd sit. Uh-huh. Um, and like, you could just tell like how much these guys like loved their lives and rightfully so, because they have like the greatest life in the world. Um, but it was Wait, also just like the, the whole, co- the, the cooks love their lives. Or who loves it? Yeah, yeah. Like the, the, yeah. Like the husband, wife who like run the, place. Oh, oh, so okay. like the, the, and the, the husband was the cook. Like, Oh, I see. Okay. So like, yeah. yeah. Like so you can like, tell how was, much these busboys love their life. No, no, yeah. Like this is like a for sure. Um, and it was just like the whole vibe in there, and then just like, and the food was amazing as, as well, of course. But um, I think I think everything about that was just like, yeah, this is this is the best. I'm surprised you didn't say England had the best food. That's really weird. <laughs> I mean, we I'm ate well that. in a lot of those places. I mean, I know uh, people make fun of uh, of British food, and you know, we did the. Uh, of course, I did the fish and chips. Um, we did the Sunday roast, which is a mm. you know a big thing there. Um, and those were those were good, but like, there's also a lot of like really great other food, like non English food there. Yeah, did you have any Indian food? Uh, we did do Indian food once. Um, 
And then we we did Din Tai Fung once because uh, it's my <laughs> wife's all time favorite restaurant. Oh my gosh, um, stay on brand. Yeah, so I, I mean that was that was fantastic too. Um, yeah, I mean, lot, lot, honestly, food was was overall like uh, you know, I mean, first you know our our first trek, or at least with my wife, was out of the country was Italy, which you're never going to beat that from a food perspective. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was it was still food was really good. The the just the vibe of everything was really cool. Awesome. Well, we speaking of lasso, we'll talk about that at the end. Are you caught up? Uh, not this week's, but the the previous oh, two. Darn it! So Come yeah, on, man. I'm sorry. You got to be dedicated to the. Cr- I stayed up late. Well, at least now we can do we can do two episodes this week, two episodes next week. You know, it's a little little better uh, chance maybe. I'm gonna slip in some accidental spoilers about the robbery gone wrong. Just kidding, no robbery. <laughs> okay. Uh, also, we got this. I got a text from from Trevor, which I hope I hope this captures the sentiment of most listeners out there. He says, also, this is quite the hiatus for House of Run. Time to panic. And then he said that he was having withdrawals. From yeah. No, no episode. So we are back. We're back. Unless something crazy happens, we're going to go every week. Yes. Yeah. yeah. This don't. was, I mean, like I said, it just kind of, yeah, it was, it was, you know, a little, just one of those <laughs> things. Like, and it's, I don't take a two week vacation very often. Um, and, Once every uh, four years. <laughs> yes, apparently that's the that's the schedule. So, um, yeah, apologies for the delay. I know I you know I know the podcast I love. I'm bummed if uh, they're not uh, you know every, they're every week. So so I totally get it. But I uh, yeah, we're back. We're 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 doing our thing again. You said it was halftime, basically, correct? That was halftime. Yeah, that's what I call it. Yeah. So some people were calling it at the end. I was like, ah, oh, maybe this is the half. You know, a little little break in the middle of it. So seven hundred or six hundred ninety episodes ago, whatever it is. So we got we got some emails to read at the end as well. I get. I'm just curious. From afar, were there any track results that permeated your vacation bubble, or did you, when you check Twitter, did anything pop up? Yeah, and I wasn't, um, uh, you know, obviously, yeah, the time was, I mean, sometimes the tra- time for track is, is good over there, obviously, but like, um, you know, wasn't on uh, social media too much, but it was funny. So we go to go to London um, and we check into our hotel and I just look on the TV like while we're like unpacking and, you know, resting for a minute and Diamond League's on. Like, I didn't even search for it. It just was all of a sudden track was on TV. <laughs> and I was like, this is incredible do they have uh, a song in london still or is it no yeah it, oh it's just it's, it's playing throughout the city um and it's it's scooter's version of it which is even better um so uh, okay don't yeah, that so so i, I mean I, I i caught i caught half of that meet i think it was about halfway done um and then you know i was checking a little stuff here and there but uh I, i've caught up since i've been home okay good yeah that's cool that's cool that you you got to check out the i mean that was the dive that was probably live too correct yeah, I think it, yeah, I think it was. I think it literally was just like perfect, <laughs> lucky timing um, that it happened to be on, and I was just like, "What are the odds of this is happening right now?" Um, yeah, but it was really cool. Well, I think if you're talking about whose stock went the most, uh, increased the most since you're gone, I think it'd be Richardson, Shakira Richardson, right? Yeah, that for be sure. It? I mean, yep. talk about Doha. She gets the win, ten seven six. Remember, she had the windy ten five earlier this year, and then in Nairobi. She just completely shuts things down in the in this two hundred, which it didn't have. It wasn't Diamond League competition. Let's be clear. No, but, but just she started celebrating so far out and ran twenty two oh seven. Her PR is twenty two flat, for the record. She had one point seven behind her, and it's altitude, blah blah blah. But 
she just, I mean, beating Shrieka Jackson and then looking that comfortable running a 200, I think you got to, I have her second right now behind Fraser Price just because Fraser Price hasn't run, which in a way is kind of helping Fraser Price that she's not running because I think Richardson might end up being just ranked number one. I don't, I'm not saying she's going to stay number one, but hey, if you beat Shrieka Jackson, that's that's a huge victory in your Diamond League debut. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, 1076 is a, obviously really, you know, a really good time as well. I mean, I think it would have probably ranked 12th in uh, Shelly Fisher Price's season last year. So, um, but, <laughs> but Jackson, that's just Jackson how good Fisher Price is. No, 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 no. I, I am joking. Like Richardson is, you're absolutely right. Like she, she's on the very short list right now, as long as she even just maintains what she's doing. Yeah. She's going to be a favorite for a medal. Um, so, uh, that, and that's huge. You know, obviously, she's had very high highs before, and, and other things have happened. Um, but, uh, you know, the talent's there, clearly, because, I mean, she looks unbelievable right now. Mm-hmm. Also in Doha, Curly, 1992, uh, beat Kenny Bednarik. I mean, I'm sure you saw that when you were checking out your. Uh, your hotel room. I don't even know what it right, yes. um, But Omanyala had a good counter in in Nairobi. Now this is Omanyala in Nairobi. He's I would say it's this is he is the king of. Well, I don't know. There's a lot of he's kings actually in Nairobi, not but the like, king. He's the of king of the sprinters of Nairobi. I mean, 984 uh, beats Bednarik and Bracy by over a tenth. He looks really solid. I mean, speaking of, speaking of people who probably are in the top two right now, along with Richardson, I, I think Obanyala is, is number two, still behind Curly, but he's a solid number two. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. 984 into a negative 0.5. So, like, that on the surface, that is everything, right? Mm-hmm. But last year, he ran 985 in Nairobi mm-hmm. in the same meet. Ooh, in 2021, he ran 977. That was at the end of the year, right? That was like in September, two years ago. Yeah, but it's this exact same situation. The Kip Kenyon Classic in Nairobi. (laughs) Yeah, but if it's a different month, it's... (laughs) it's, Okay, go ahead. ahead. I'm just... that He's done that, and then in Andorf, he ran a fast semi and a final. Yeah. Uh, A 986 in the final, 996. Like, the dude has broken 99 once outside of Nairobi, outside of this meet. Okay. Gotcha. You want to see him do um, it more outside of Kenya? Basically. Yeah, dude. It's nothing perfect, like, but it's like, yeah, it's it's, it's kind of you gotta you gotta bring it more than just this meet, mm-hmm. and like it's still great. You run nine eighty four, in especially in a negative point five, like that's that's insane. But like, there's been no really record. Like he has one great race mm-hmm. in his career outside of Nairobi, and that was in twenty twenty one. Fair, fair. All right. Other than that, he's never broken nine nine to six before. Like that's kind of crazy. Yeah, that's a surprising stat. I I know he's been good in in Kenya, but never breaking nine nine six is pretty interesting. Uh, Sam Conga continues to cry. You got to pay attention to this guy in the quarter. I think we talked about him after Penn Relays, right? After that yes, week. Yes, I believe week, so. Here in the forty three high in uh, in Botswana, he won again forty four twenty five. Not as good as the other the other quarter, but still another win and. We had an interesting men's 800. I was going to call you. We did. I, this happened, yeah. but you were busy. But Wanyoni 
143-32 beats Kenyamal 143-66. So you have two people who were probably the favorite running a fast time and finishing 1-2. When is the last time that's happened in the men's 800? I I do not recall. My memory is not that good. Um, I'll but tell you, this is, Eisenhower this is administration. That's when. <laughs> no, Bra- the Brazier years. Well, maybe there was a maybe there was an Emmanuel career special at some point. Right. Yeah. There's there's always the one offs, but like this is obviously a good sign. These guys have both been good. You know, for for a couple of years they were they've run good times before, but they, you know, if they can find any sort of consistency, um, this is this is huge. And one forty three three is, I mean. Almost unheard of nowadays in the 800. I, there's, there's legends speaking to the past when yeah. uh, when something like this would happen. But hello, uh, now hello, it's, hello, hello. It's become things of legend. One forty three, three, I was surprised. I saw the time. Thought it was an error. Yep. <laughs> Are we sure? So, that's that's sure. a good sign, though. I love the we love the 800. Right. Everybody loves the 800. Women yeah. women's eight in that same meet was was quick too. Mary Mora one fifty eight. She just needs to. Yeah, you know, she gotta be in a race with a thing mower. Yeah, she's the third. Keely. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then let's just—I'm toggling back and forth between Doha and no, no yeah, Doha and, and uh, Nairobi. Gurma ran really fast, three thousand seven twenty-six. That was pretty ridiculous. That eight hundred was one forty-six. So there we that, go. Now that, but that was before—that was before the Nairobi race. So they—they they, they tricked us. They had us going in one direction and then said, nope, actually, this year, it's going to be different. Um, I got to be honest, though. I think, oh, Kip Yegon, 358. Yeah, she did her thing. Yeah, not not surprising. I think Britton Wilson running 49-13 at SECs, which is the yeah. number four time in U.S. history. And she broke her her own NCAA blade record in the prelim, and then in the final, she ran forty nine forty, and then forty nine thirteen. I think that might be the biggest story of of the like last weekend in terms of results. I mean, that's we've gone back and forth about what event should she do, and we've had that the good email about why do four hundred meter runners want to be four hundred meter hurdlers instead, and yeah, all that's fair. I think it's really clear. She's a medalist in the quarter, assuming everybody Not doesn't everybody jump to else the goes. <laughs> yeah, but she could win gold in the four hundred. Yeah, and that's yeah, not she honestly some, good. Yeah, that's not some. That was sort of when she ran the fast time indoor. You're like, okay, well, and if she, what about outdoor? Like that'd be crazy. Also, it makes me think about like how fast is Femke Bowles outdoor time going to be in the quarter? Because she was yeah. faster than Wilson indoors. Now, granted, she ran that in Appledorn. <laughs> crazy. Which Appledorn is like the Nairobi That's... to Omanyala. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> but I, I, I just want to see it. Because when Wilson ran that time, you're just like, that doesn't make sense. That's faster than the outdoor collegiate record. She's going to run something absolutely ridiculous when she goes outdoors. And she did it. And she did it. 49-30. And she did it in a conference meet. Which conference meets are going to be fast? ACCs is always fast. But also, it's not as if she had... She had to run a prelim where she ran forty. No, yeah, she 40. she beat everybody by a mile. I mean, it was and that's a ridiculous so. field. Like this is what's it, it's so easy to understand how good she is because the SEC women's four hundred is basically never slow, and she crushed everybody. Right. U.S. women's four hundred meter running historically is amazing, and she's fourth all time. NCAA women's four hundred meter running 
it takes the best young people from around the world and puts them in an uber competitive setting. And she's the top four times in the quarter there. Like by every metric, <laughs> she's telling us exactly how good she is. And I, I think if I, I think if Bowl and Sydney don't run the quarter, I, I think she can beat Paulina. I think she can beat everybody else in that in that quarter. It's gonna be tough because it's gonna be a long season for her. But if she just focused on the quarter and didn't have those other two women in it, I think she gets it done. Yeah, I think at the yeah at the very least she's she's a I mean. Yeah, it's a lot of season. Maybe Paulino runs something really fast too. But I, I would think at the very least she would be like a co-favorite for gold if if uh, neither if, if neither Bull or uh, Sydney ran the four. She's entered in both so far at NCAA's. Now they haven't had the regional meet to qualify, and I think the the time gap's like less than thirty minutes between both. So she could try, and the the quarter is first where she would have the most competition, even though she'd be fine. Four hurdles, she'd win comfortably but i don't know if she wants to get the extra legs like rest race in her legs excuse me she also can go after that collegiate record in the 400 hurdles which is held by sydney 52 75 so that might be yeah something to chase i i think gordon and i were talking about this i think ncaa's she approaches the 400 hurdles and then usa she goes to the quarter I think that might be the move. What yeah, I mean the quarter se- still seems to make the most sense. Um, just uh, it's it's kind of, and I, I I guess yeah. I mean it obviously does depend on how everything else shakes out, but um, she just seems to be better at the quarter, and the quarter's not as strong. Presuming everyone doesn't go there. Yeah, number four U.S. in history. Yeah, like, that's pretty crazy. That that's a that's a ridiculous list. Of, I mean, that's you're beating, you're beating some huge names. We got you got Richard Ross on there who ran, which you're in forty eight seventy. Um, man, Richard Ross just dominating this all time list. By the way, right? Uh, Chandra Cheeseboro, forty nine oh five, and then oh man, where did this go? Can't believe I can't figure this out. Richard Ross. Oh, uh, Valerie Briscoe, forty-eight eighty-three. So Richard Ross, Briscoe, and then Cheeseboro. But that's it. I mean, she's ahead of everybody else. If I didn't name your yeah. name, your name, name your name, you are behind Britton Wilson. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's yeah, and it's still early. I mean, obviously, you know, NCLAs are slightly ahead of everybody else, but even then, not 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 this drastically. No. Not at all. So you got the LA Grand Prix coming up this weekend, but I don't know. Is there any? I think we went through that pretty fast. Is there anything else? Just skimming the skimming the results that stuck yeah, out I was to you. Going through all these, um, now I'm trying to remember if we we missed anything here. Um, nothing else drastic. I mean, there was other races, but not you know not, nothing that, that caught my. I'm sure there's something obvious that we're not. Um, oh, Nigel Amos got officially suspended. Mm. Ronick Cabrutu got suspended. Just yeah, through, those are always fun. Going through my suspension section, my bookmarks. Interesting. 
Yeah, Benjamin won a 400 hurdles, but not particularly fast. Um, yeah, he almost got beat by C.J. Allen of the U.S. Yeah, which was, it was big. kind of a, you know, but 47 had, seven. That's not gonna. He had COVID anymore. He had COVID apparently in the lead up, mm-hmm. so hadn't done anything for a couple of weeks. So we shall we shall see. Yeah, I'm scrolling through all this stuff. I'm sure there's something getting lost in the in the shuffle, but Did we talk yeah, about you got the L.A. beating Kip Sang in the 15. Well, Ronald Chariot, Ronald Chariot, yes. not yeah, Timothy yeah, Chariot. I di- kept saying, saying, what do I have to do to beat Chariot? I... Well, Timothy Chariot ran the he ran the 3K in Doha, and then he decided to run the 8 in Nairobi. Yeah. He's just, he's just doing everything. but And a 144.99 is pretty fast. He probably thought, if I run 144.99, I'm going to win by 20 meters in the get to 800 <laughs> guys. Right. But yeah, go go ahead on the uh, your your Reynolds Cherry Abel Kipsang analysis. No, I mean that's just you know Kipsang obviously ran a ton of fast times last year, and yeah. he also ran like thirty five times last year. Um, and he won most of his races. And then, <clears throat> I mean three thirty two, you know, I mean that's that's a fast. It's not crazy fast, but like it's a pretty fast time, especially early. Um, Altitude. I don't know, just it may, yeah, maybe maybe uh, Chariot's uh, Reynolds Chariot's uh, someone to to watch out for as well. Well, on that same note, women's 1500, Janet Chamusto ran 401, won by almost three seconds. This is in, in Nairobi as well, too. Massive PB for her. I had read something that her War Athletics uh, profile wasn't updated. But to give you a sense of what her PB was heading in to this year, uh, it was 415 from 2018. Jesus. According to War Athletics. It's and it's, yeah. again, someone said that hasn't been updated. She had a 1549, a 910, 34, 38 on the road. I mean, these times seem kind of close to things that I've run, which is never a good sign. And then now she's way faster. So, uh, yeah, keep an eye on, on Chamusto. I thought that was that was kind of – that was out of nowhere. Um, and then in the women's steeple, Beatrice Chepkoic looked like old – I'm an 844 world record holder, Beatrice Chipkowicz, in the steeple. She only ended up winning by a second and a half, but she had the thing wrapped up for a while, and Chertich caught her, gained on her in the end. But I just thought, oh, man, she's running with a ton of confidence now. Doha, she got beat. So it just it seemed like we were never going to get back to Chipkowicz being a, a dominant force in the steeple, and there's going to be um, – a rotating cast of of women who were up there, but no, she looked she looked like her old self, which was um, which is interesting to see. And it like those fields were so Kenya heavy, but in the and, and and Uganda, but in the distances, it just it made them better because they were so Kenya Ethi- and Ethiopia, right? Like you you'd have oh yeah, it just gives you crazy depth, like right. <laughs> well, in some of these other like if the meet wasn't in. Nairobi, you'd probably get what you get a mixture of different athletes from around the world. This was just like this is this is the fi- men's five thousand: Ethiopia, Kenya, Uganda, Kenya, Djibouti, Ethiopia, Kenya, Kenya, Ethiopia, Kenya, Ethiopia, 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 Kenya, Kenya. Now, again, you could probably see some diamond leagues that are like that, but usually you get a little bit, a little bit of uh, diversity there. But no, man, it's it's uh, it was solid, solid, solid fields. So I, I wouldn't. I, I think that's a good call out uh, about Chariot potentially being a guy. To watch. Yeah, he's also 18. Which, of course. You know, well, so is Wayne, Wayne Yoni's 18 now. We talked about him for a whole yeah. year. 
<laughs> yeah, when we were when we were saying that the eight hundred wasn't that good last year, we weren't talking about you, Emmanuel, because you were seventeen. You were you were fun. Yes, <laughs> you yeah yeah that's you, you did what you could. Yeah, this was not on you, man. Not on you. Can't carry that event. Seventeen. You're not even you know barely driving. Actually, I don't know what the rules are in Kenya, but anyway. Um, okay, yeah, the big meets this weekend. So you got the. LA Grand Prix, and you also have the the Bermuda Grand Prix. So dueling Grand Prix. Mm. Actually, one's on Saturday, one's on Sunday. It looks like. But what's your favorite Grand Prix? Are you are you into Grand Prix? I love call Grand, them Prix. Grand, Grand Prix. How do you call it? Yes, I. I mean, you know, a Mario Kart Grand Prix was always good. You know, because that's where you're racing everybody. Um, Friday and Saturday. Friday and Saturday uh, for LA. Friday and LA. Saturday. Okay. So this will be, yeah, we'll probably get this out, uh, well, we'll get this out Thursday. Um, but this, yeah, I mean, this LA Grand Prix is pretty, pretty loaded fields. Like, there's a lot of, a lot of really good races in here. Any one in particular? So, well, Women's 100. So you got mm-hmm. Shakari running there with Tulu and Hobbs and Terry. Oh, Tulu ran fast when you were gone. Sorry. Tulu yeah, ran Yeah, seven. yeah, Tulu had another, you know, fast time as well. Um, so... That's obviously going to be. I think that'll be <clears throat> really good there. Um, you know, Gabby Thomas, Jenna Prandini, Clark, and Brown are all in the in the two. Um, mm-hmm. So that's pretty good. Coleman's running in the hundred, which will just be interesting to kind of see where he's at. That one's not as deep. Ronnie Baker's in it, which is you know interesting. But um, I, I'm just kind of more gauging kind of where where Christian Coleman is. Um, and then Knighton, Bednarik in the in the men's two. Um, which, you know, who knows with Knighton? He's still so young, and he ran 1949 last year, so we haven't quite seen that again. Um, I think, yeah, the men's the men's 100 is interesting now because, you, you okay, well, Omanyala ran that great time, but you brought up some reasonable uh, reasons why people shouldn't automatically pick him to get a medal in, in Budapest. He might. He might, but yeah. Yeah, and then you have... If Jacobs, or sorry, um, Curly, who's co- talking a lot of trash back and forth with Jacobs, which is why I thought yep. of those two. Uh, that hasn't stopped since you were gone, by the way. Uh, so it. you got, got Curly, who I think, okay, reigning champion. He hasn't done anything to make us believe he's not going to be in that same form. But then the the Bromel, the the Bracey, that Coleman tier, there's a lot of questions. And then you have, the and even Lyles, you have the emergence of uh, Asama Singa. I don't know if you did. You forget about him when you were gone. The high school, no, yeah. Miles. So, right. yeah, I'd like he's he's in the mix. You have Oblique Seville. You have Akeem Blake. It's just it's much more open than I thought it was going to be heading into the year. I thought okay, that U.S. sweep potential is still going to be there, but then also add in one or one person. Um, but now it just it feels a little scattered. Yeah, no, I think that's fair, and um, yeah, I think there's there there is just a ton of obviously a ton of talent across the board. I mean, I was what was my what was my bull prediction? Five t- people under nine eight. Seems yeah, we're at zero lot, so but, far. Yeah, yeah. So, but you know, who knows? Maybe we get one get one out of the way there. Um, All it takes is one race, and you got it right. Oh, oh. we got we got the chariots squaring off. <laughs> yes, in the men's fifteen double chariot. Ask and ye shall receive. And then you get the hawker hunter tier group in there as well um two so that's, hunters that's as fun. well two hunters and two chariots 
See, this is this is good. And then actually, the women's high hurdles is about as good as anything. You got Amusan, you got Camacho Quinn, um, Kenny Harrison, mm-hmm. Jones, Johnson. I mean, you know, every every great woman in the world runs twelve three now, um, which is amazing. <laughs> so, it's, but that's that's about as uh, a load of a field as you could ask for. Yeah, Paulino in the quarter. Um, Sydney was supposed to run and then scratched, and then a lot of people got mad yeah. on the internet. So Mo too, I think, right. She was never entered, but she was, people not, thought yeah, but, uh, yeah. she might run because Bobby Kersey, the coach, is one of the organizers. So people, I think, rightfully assumed, oh, all of his athletes will run. And right. Only Sydney was uh, uh, of the two. He has other athletes, like Kenny Harrison's running. But people probably assumed both of them are going to run. It's mid to late ish May. The race is in their hometown where they train they'll probably run and only sydney was announced until like two days ago when Otto put out a tweet that said that her quote saying she had scratched because of like coaches coaches call so i mean not not surprised at this point but i know people for being disappointed yeah it's just kind of i get it like people get mad about it because yeah people want to see her run that's i don't think that's a crazy you know ask no all right, and then over in Bermuda, I threw that start list on the rundown too. If you want to check that out, mm. um, that's pretty pretty good too. Women's two hundred, you got Abby Steiner in there. Men's two, you have. Wait, I thought what's Lyles running? I thought Lyles was running in this. He's running. He's running another hundred. Okay, Lyles. Oh wait, hold on a second. Didn't you just say Coleman was running the, in L.A.? That's what it says. <laughs> Hold on. We might have a scheduling snafu here. Oh, this says Sunday. For It says it. Okay, hold on. Let's get to the bottom when of this. It, when is that like Grand Prix? Is it Friday or Saturday? It's Friday and Saturday. Okay. So is he f- going to both? I Because mean, this be cool. is Sunday. Yeah, I mean, he's listed on here. Right. This is. These are both. So this is Sunday, May twenty first. Is that? Yeah. Hold on. Where's the LA Grand Prix dates? We're talking about the same. Oh, we're a week away from LA Grand Prix. Stupid. Stupid. It's the twenty seventh. I thought it was this weekend because of the way people were talking about Sydney stuff. Sorry. Rusty, because of lack of podcasts, blame Jason. Okay. So yes. we should be talking about Bermuda first. That was your two weeks out preview. Which... Yeah, we just wanted to throw that out there. You know. So someone could do both. All right. So uh, Bermuda, the two you got, Ly- or you, the one you got, Lyles, and you have uh, Akeem Blake, and you have Christian Coleman. That's big. Yeah, that's pretty women's good. women's hundred. Look, looking through these right now, women's four meter hurdles, women's eight. Um, let's see, men's fifteen. What do you think Andre DeGrasse runs in the two hundred? Is he running? Yeah. Oh, he is. He he has his PB this or season best twenty thirty five. He's been out of the mix in in all of his races. Um, Over under twenty seventeen. Ooh, I'll say twenty seventeen. I'll say under just because. Well, the weather was crazy last year. I'll say more crazy weather. I'll go over. Um, he ran. He ran a good. He ran. He ran a hundred too, right? You're in ten two, 
at, at the Tom Jones meet in Gainesville. Then he ran 20.4 and 20.35 in the 200. Yeah, I'm going to – did I say over? I, I'm double. Uh, you said under, then over. Okay, over. Over is my pick. Oh, speaking of weird 200s, I was for sure Norman was going to absolutely roll in Doha, and he got last in 20.65, which yeah, is one weird. of those times where it's almost just like so slow that it's just like, all right, something must have been wrong. This yeah, you can't like ability. take anything out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So in a way, it's better to run twenty. Better to run twenty point six five than it is better to run twenty point one or yes. twenty point two. Absolutely. Yeah. It absolutely is. Yeah, it's just weird. In the same way, it's just like it's better not. If to you're race. at that level, if you're that name, yes, it's much better to just finish last than to be like fourth. Yeah, I right? was like, oh, what's going in, on in like a week race? Yeah. Um. Let's see. Who else is in this? Uh, we're still we're still talking Bermuda here. Still talking to Bermuda. Uh, men's high hurdles. Let's see. Anybody under 12 or 13? Anybody under 12? That'd be. Oh, Dunning. Dunning's been cooking this year. Pay attention to him. Um, Dilla Muhammad in the quarter, the flat quarter. <laughs> what if she runs something insanely fast, too? It's like, all right, we're doing this again. Oh, here we go. Men's quarter. Steven Gardner, season's debut in the quarter. That's some go. sort of stuff. We need that. Yeah, let's go. I uh, got some four by ones as well. U.S. versus Jamaica, always fun. Yeah, we'll see who see who shows up. But yeah, I'd say the uh, women's two is one to watch. The men's hundred is gonna be really good. Uh, men's quarter, so that's Sunday, folks. Sunday. Oh, women's long jump should be good with uh, Tara Davis and Quinisha Burks. All right, I think that's. All on the preview stuff, seeing as how we can't even get the days of the week. See, this is what happens. It's just like you lose sense yeah, of the Yeah, we're just thrown off. Yeah, it's just, I'm sorry. You know, I'm. Jason's on Eastern Europe, time. Ruin everything. London, you're on Greenwich mean time. I'm on Greenwich exactly. nice time. Yeah. Like, what's the deal? <laughs> uh, before we yeah. get to emails, uh, some sad news that happened when you were gone, Jason. Tori Bowie passed away. Um, World champion in 2017 in the 100. She won three medals at the Rio Olympics, including uh, gold in the in the 4x1. And she got a silver and a bronze there as well. 32 years old. She was um, she was found dead um, after doing a well, well-being check in Florida. Uh, she hadn't been heard from in a couple of days. And uh, they went to check on her and unfortunately found that she had passed away. So super sad news. Someone we've obviously talked about a bunch on the show had such a, an amazing backstory, like getting into the sport and also getting into high level sprinting. She was a long jumper in in college. That's really how she made her name and was long jumping as a pro. And then that that lane opened up for her at pre-classic and she won from the inside in that 200. And then, just absolutely took off from there. And she's the last woman to win any medal uh, of any sort of any color, excuse me, um, for the U S in the, in the hundred going way back to 2017. So someone would definitely go down in, in history as a, an all time great in the sport. Very, very sad, uh, to hear that she passed. Yeah. I was completely, you know, shocked and yeah, it's just terrible. Um, I, I mean, just way too young, obviously, and um, yeah, had had amazing story and, and everything, but it's just like I don't know, someone's thirty-two, like it's just like I don't know how to even, yeah, contextualize that, but it's just it's terrible. Yeah, 
Very, very, very sad. Very, very sad. And, and yeah, you're right. It's, it's completely surprising, surprising news to hear about some someone passing that young. Um, all right, we're gonna transition now. Do you want to do emails? Is that the next thing? On yeah, the list? I think so. I think emails. Okay. I have no trying to remember what... the format of the show. Yeah, I was like, how how long have we doing this for? Two hours, but it says forty <laughs> minutes. So I guess we haven't. Okay, been that for... seems about right. We have like seven emails from people named Noah. In our... Just kidding. Um, <laughs> actually, we do have a lot of Noah. Um, here's a Noah. We'll just kick it off here. These are going to be all crazy, out of order stuff, but people probably appreciate that. Uh, new Hayward update. Just to follow up to the is the new Hayward still the Hayward debate. Quick answer, yes. Long answer, yes. Oregon Relays were last weekend, and every single kid I spoke to loved the event. They felt like the like total rock stars and were able to drop PRs in almost every race due to the amazing competition facilities. <clears throat> the whole place went nuts for Tyrone Gorzy's two-mile national record attempt as well. Gorzy hammered the first mile in 4.20 on pace to beat Preach time, but having run the whole way completely alone, he faded slightly and missed the mark. Nonetheless, his solo 8.49 is worth about 8.46 for 3.200 or 8.09 for 3K. So while not a record, it was a stellar run. The fans were allowed onto the track to cheer from lane 7 and certainly were pumped to see him go for it. Uh, PS Moon daughter had a ton of fun and got her five seconds of fame on the Phil Knight Ultra Jumbo Vision during the call-ups. When the camera came over her, I wanted to do the throat slitting motion or devil's horns or tiger claws like Noah Lyles does, but she just repped the school jersey. I'll have to show her how sprinters do it. Uh, what would you guys do when the start line cam zooms in on you before the race? The vibe mm. is next level at New Hayward. You should post this video on your website and let the listeners see the madness. Well, we don't have a website, so we can't do that. Uh, maybe one day we will. What would you do if the camera panned onto you? I think what I would do to try to get laughs, I would turn around. Like I would, I would like. Would you like play him. that the camera was somewhere else? Like, like you're looking for the camera kind of thing. No, I'd be like, oh, you're trying to shoot him. Like I, I would turn and like right. kind of get it. It would be a bad. <laughs> oh, like idea. me, me, what? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And then like turn my head That's to good. look. Um, it wouldn't. Again, it would be bad because. If it worked, I wouldn't be on camera, and the whole point would be for me to be on camera. But maybe, <laughs> right. yeah, maybe I do that. <clears throat> I mean, Ooh, Devin Allen has the gold could... standard, right? Devin Allen with the 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 trick with his finger. Yeah, like, that's, like that's the thing. Is like not taking yourself overly serious. I think is is a good key. I mean, you 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 know, I mean, I mean, you can have fun with it. Obviously, yeah, is this is the best, you know? Um, but. Uh, you know, and I get some so some of the you know uh, guys and girls they, they they do the just stare straight ahead like the camera's not there. That's always that's awkward a little bit. I feel like especially if they linger on you too long. Yeah, it's just yeah. kind of like all right. Well, this is this is uncomfortable. Um, I do like the yeah. Or, oh wait, me is this who you're you're doing here? Um, yeah, I don't know. You you could do a pretty good worm in the high, in high school. I mean, that'd be like a good good move um, to try to do not. it. For the record, I could not do the worm. Uh, you you, you kind of learned it a little bit. No, it was not. I t- wanted to. I never got there. Uh, the worm would be tough because you got to get the camera to to go low. What about exactly? Yeah, you got to you got to give him a warning. I guess. What about you pretend like you're writing something with your finger, and then everybody wonders, "Oh my gosh, what were they writing?" And it's and just nonsense. Just <laughs> That'd be good. People do the hearts. You know, you can do something off online. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not anti the hearts, but I feel like that's not me, you know? Well, I mean, um, you could do something with your hands, so. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, like write something or whatever. Um, all right. Well, apparently Hayward is cool, so there's that. 
It is. I mean, in that video, sent it does look cool. Like they're doing like a crazy light kind of thing, and I'm like, I, I, yeah, I see the I see the appeal. It was fun. It was a cool. It, it was a nice. I mean, the only reason I think that Kevin's not a big fan is it happened to replace a place that was that very loved. But if it was just if that place was if that was in Las Vegas as a track and field <laughs> center, Kevin, you came and you'd be like, this is awesome. <laughs> the track. Yes, I would totally agree. I totally would agree. Uh, okay, let's go to Marshall. <clears throat> As a Drake University alum, it's difficult to accept that Drake is not the best track meet in the country this weekend. So you can see how dated some of these emails are. But it's likely <laughs> the truth, especially at the collegiate level. However, Drake is hosting an indoor shot put competition this Wednesday where world record holder Ryan Krauser will attempt to set another world record. I hope the DJ has the House of Run world record song keyed up and ready to go. Second, while it's yes. difficult... To compete with Penn, we do have the best announcer in the sport, Mike J. This article goes into his Track Guy Foundation, which provides shoes and scholarships for athletes. However, the biggest item Mike gives is his time as the best announcer in the sport. See this video of the Sanford 10K where the officials have one lap to go, and Mike politely informs the stadium that it is two laps to go. Uh, kudos <laughs> to the Flow Track announcers for acknowledging Mike's call as well. Mike could easily spend every weekend of the year traveling to the premier track meets in the country. However, he still prioritizes Iowa high school meets. When I was home for Easter, I went to watch my old high school compete at a Saturday Invitational in Davenport, Iowa. Jason, have you been to Davenport? Mm, I've not. And I was thrilled to hear Mike's voice over the PA system the entire afternoon. It's a shame. I was probably one of the few individuals at the meet who realized how cool it was to have Mike J at the meet. All the best. That is Marshall. Yeah, I agree. There's these group of announcers who, when you hear them, it just adds adds stakes to the meet. I think it's fun that he's doing – just I didn't know that he still did invites. Every time I bump into him, it's at an NCAA championships. Or you'll hear him on a the call at the, you know, Iowa State Classic or something that's collegiate or or bigger is usually where I hear him. Um, just because of the meets that I'm I'm covering or going around. But yeah, he does a great job on the mic. That's that's for sure. Love love listening to his calls. Um, more from Marshall Award nominees. Um, he was at a local – we're supposed to time a local conference track meet. However, there was a disagreement angst among the athletic directors as the school, which normally hosts the meet, lacks the facilities for several events. Um, the event directors were unable to compromise on a location and as a result decided to cancel the conference meet. <laughs> I honestly do wow. not know what category this falls into. Maybe the Lamine Diak abomination of the year, but this is uns- this unscrupulous behavior is moronic. The school that hosts the meet has a 355.36-meter track. While timing a meet there recently, the official needed a break and asked me to count the laps for the three girls competing in the 3200. As I was counting down the laps, I noticed a differential between the laps remaining and the pace the runners appearing to be moving, i.e. the clock indicating they were running 630-ish mile pace, whereas my eyes were telling me they were going 738 minute mile pace. As the first athlete crossed the line at 13.10 and stepped off the track, her coach started yelling she had another lap. The girl looked at me and said, should I run another lap? To which I replied, you can if you want. She hopped back on the track, still in the lead, and won the race by 30 seconds. I felt really bad for the girl in second place who was kicking down the home stretch only to be told she had another lap. Turns out a 3,200 on a 355-meter track is approximately nine laps, not the eight-plus laps I thought it was. My bad. Yeah, it's just I don't blame you That's though, a, Marshall. This stuff is just yeah. so hard to figure out. It's just who I mean, I always keep my, you know, uh conversion to three hundred and fifty five yeah. meter tracks anytime I go to a track meet just to make right, sure right. I'm 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 good. But uh I understand that it's an easy confusion. All right. 
Steve in Dorset in the UK. Uh, ran the London Marathon for the first time on Sunday. It was great. The Cuddy Stark was majestic as always. The biggest event I have done before this had about 2,000 competitors and a similar amount of support. The thing that blew me away this weekend was the noise of all that support in London. It became a bit overwhelming at times, and I was happy for some of the quieter spots to save my ears. This made me appreciate what the pros have to endure in their race. Not only do they have to have elite talent, the right train, the right nutrition, the right belt for the race, but they have to perform on the day with a massive wall of noise following them the whole way around the course. It's not something I've ever appreciated before, but made me have a whole new level of awe and respect for what they are able to do and how they're able to perform on the day. Stay well. That is Steve. This is a really good point and one that I don't think gets brought up that much, like mm. running with a crowd. Because, okay, if you're if you're running in a normal-sized road race, you're going to hear some cheers. And the cheers are usually going to come and they're going to be welcomed by you because it's pretty quiet out there. Yeah. And especially if they come at a time in the race when you're getting tired, which is probably for most people you know, the last 75% of the race. And it's going to be great. But then just imagine those cheers constantly following you around wherever you go. That like that is a different a different feeling. And he talks about it hurting his ears. I think about it from the perspective of just trying to stay calm, number one, and also just being able to hear yourself breathe, which is, you know, the difference people say, like when you have headphones on and when you don't have headphones on, sometimes you can get lost in a workout and either go way slower or way faster than you thought because you're just not in tune with your breathing. I just, I think it would be very hard if you're at the front of the Boston Marathon just to stay calm when there's just people screaming their heads off. Like it's... It's the last 100 meters of a high school cross-country race for 26.2 miles. That, that's what they're experiencing. Yeah, I think, I think one of the things for me that would be hard like, is you, know, you feed off the crowd, which is good. And like, like late stages of the race when you're, you're hurting, kind of feeding off that energy I think could, could help you. But to not get kind of taken away – yeah. By that in the early stages and like just end up going too hard or whatever because you're pumped up, right? Like, I mean, that's got to get the, uh, I don't know, that's just got to get, that would get me hyped up where I'd be like, oh, whoops, I accidentally split that mile in 422. That was uh, going to come back to hurt me later, you know, like kind of thing. So, uh, oh, 100%. it's awesome. But it's, yeah, I mean, it would be, um, yeah, it, it, I could see how that could be, could be tough. The one marathon I ran. There was a marching band out there at mile three or something, way early in the race. And they were awesome. Yeah. But it was still dark outside. And I still had yeah. a lot of run left in my legs. And I remember someone saying, hey, when you run past all the bands, just keep calm, keep calm. Because then fast forward to mile 17, you just, yeah, I wanted to say, do that with three miles to go, not three yeah. miles in. Yeah. But I get why they're not there. But, you know, because mile 17, a lot, a lot of courses, you're just, in a far flung place of the city. And, but that's where you need it. Like you, you need a band at that point. And so I ordered one on my phone with this app called bandly. And it, what it does is, (laughs) yeah, I I just, it, it was at the wrong place. The positive, if you're one of these elites or if you're in one of these massive races is you're going to have it all the time. The negative is you're going to have it all the time. And you, you probably with, with them, with a marathon. Now with a 1500 on the track, it would be awesome. Like, so the other only other experience I have with this was the one 
quote-unquote big race I ran at Hayward, which was not a big race. It was an Oregon Twilight meet. There was only 5,000 people there. But 5,000 people is a lot of people when you're used to running That's in a lot front of, people. of five people or 50 yeah. people or just people warming up. And it was loud. And on the back stretch, back when they had the stadium, you know, the old historical stadium where, where people were like, were, you know, beating their feet on the, on, on the wood bleachers, not on a bunch of metal um, and towers everywhere. Like they could make a lot of noise, right? And it felt like it was on top of you. But for but I didn't really get any of the benefits of that because by the time I was on the back stretch, the leaders were on the other side of the track. But when I was getting lapped, <laughs> it was insane. Like and that was five thousand people, so I can't even imagine twenty thousand people in there and how, how that was. Oh, sound. for sure. Yeah. yeah. No. That's. I mean, like I said, it sounds amazing, but it also. Yeah. It would be. It would. It would be. It would be an adjustment. Yeah. I think anything under. 15 it's cool it's great just a wall of noise it's awesome but like five and ten it's got to be pretty hard too all right uh preet from london yeah about the siphonathon as i know you both love some good schedule chat after siphonathon's amazing win in the marathon where i had the incredible privilege of watching her run live this is the schedule for the next siphonathon quadruple in budapest um so Saturday, the 19th of August, the morning, 1500 round one. That night, 10,000 final. Then the next day, evening, semifinal for the 1500. Then two days later, August 22nd, 1500 final. August 23rd, 5,000 heats. August 26th, the morning is the marathon. And then in the evening is the 5,000 final. That might be a tough double. That might be the tough tough double there. I'm going to write her off. I'm going to say, I know you never should count out Sifanasan. I'm saying right now, she cannot do the marathon 5,000 same-day double. I'm going to say that. With all... Yeah. So she could either – yeah, she could either do the triple with the track or she could do a triple 15, 10K marathon. Yeah. And be good, right? I mean, Preet says, you know. Preet says, I suspect it's either the 10K marathon double or the 5K, 10K double that she will do, but which would you like to see? Oh, 10K marathon. Yeah. I've seen the 510 yeah. a million times. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah, five ten is great, and it's very difficult, even though it's been done a lot. But uh, and that won't be easy with how you know kind of deep and talented those fields are. But yeah, you, you pull off the marathon and anything else double. That's that's instant uh, legendary status. I mean, she already and, has that. But and they passed along a tweet from uh, Chavez about the Paris schedule and what it would be. So August second, five thousand round one. August fifth, five thousand final. August sixth, fifteen hundred round one. August 8th, 1,500 semis. August 9th, 10,000 finals. August 10th, 1,500 finals. August 11th, marathon final. Yeah, it's just... It's a lot. Yeah, I'm looking at that. I I mean, I would guess... That one, the 10 and the marathon are so close together. So... Yeah, (laughs) you've got... uh, I mean, you've got a... What are you talking about? You've got a full 30-something hours before you have to finish your 10K and then run a marathon. Yeah, it's much easy. more, much more time though in the in the what do you call it? Um, world world worlds this year. Okay, ten um, k marathon looks hard. Maybe five k marathon. The triple of fifteen five ten also looks more a bit bit more feasible than in Tokyo, given there aren't two races in a day. What do you think she would need to do across these championships to elevate her to goat of women's distance running, i.e. over Tiernish Dababa, or do you think she's already there? In terms of the men, it feels like it might be time for a throwback ten k. For Bekele, Farah, 
and Kipchoge, particularly given this at the end for Farron, looks like it will also be for Bekele after DNF'd again. How can we make this happen? Feels like an exhibition race at the World Champs could be a cool way to go. On a separate note for Jason. Oh, he wanted to buy you a drink in London, but you probably didn't get a hold of Preet. God, Jason. Yeah, I did not. Oh, Great sorry. job. Way to reach out to the I, fans, dude. Real real cool. Yeah, I did not check emails uh, for the show, to be honest, while I was there. Um, I'm I'm so. cool guy Jason. I don't I do not do anything. I don't check emails. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I Man, it's very nice. I appreciate it. Um, but, yeah, now I feel, yeah, I'm, I'm a jerk. That's the yeah, <laughs> I am a jerk. Uh, Chernish Shabala, three-time Olympic champion, five-time world champion. Whew. Hassan has four golds and three bronzes right now. So she's, she's, so got, she's got, got half. There. She's got half. Uh, PRs, 14-11, 29-42, Okay, so, well, if she completed it, though. So if she gets, let's just say she gets two in Budapest and two in Tokyo, then she's at eight. Yeah. And I think then you got to say yes. Just I think, because the yeah, yeah, because the triple is still the most impressive thing. And the London I, Marathon win. I mean, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think I, she might not even need, she might not need four more golds, but I think she needs at least a couple more. And then yeah. I think it's real, real close at that point. All right. Uh, Zach, not Braff, had some ideas for shows when Jason's gone. Sorry, I didn't do any of that. Um, <laughs> Kevin is also a jerk. Double jerk. Uh, Nick asks if we have archive shows anywhere. They want to. He wants to find the Without Limits show. Oh, that's a good question. How, I guess uh, it does, we switched our. Um, yeah, how we hosting. hosted it and everything. Yeah, so that might that might have gotten screwed up. Um, I wonder if I can find it. <laughs> just send him an MP3. Just I, I would. I would absolutely just send him. Uh, send him the thing here. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Can you find it? Um, uh, I, I'm. I'll, I'll kind of dig around. I don't have every single one saved to my, um, you know, uh, like desktop or anything because it would just be all of my memory in my computer. Um, but uh, I, I might. I might be able to to get it somewhere. You know. Yeah. All right. Well, well Nick, Jason's gonna work on that. We got our best people on it. So. All right. Uh. Here's Marshall. Just wanted to chime in on a couple items. Uh, one, brawl at Florida track meet. I was timing a meet a couple weeks ago, and right behind the finish, there was a large group of kids in a circle just at the finish line yelling. They made more noise for this than any other race, including the 4x4s at the end of the meet. I assumed that there was some kind of fight about to happen or a rap battle occurring. I was wrong in both cases. Apparently, the kids were shadow boxing, in quotes, which is a big thing on TikTok. When I asked one of the coaches, he said it's the equivalent of two kids playing imaginary baseball, no batter ball, and the pitcher says it was a strike three, but the hitter says it was a home run. Hopefully this brawl did not stem from shadow. Okay, I was like, does this brawl relate to shadow boxing? <laughs> okay. Two, Asama Singa, kid from St. Louis. Uh, the kid is is from St. Louis, and I actually timed a couple of his races last year. Unfortunately, I have no recollection of those races. I think you're going to want to say you had a recollection of those races. because Right, guy, yeah. He is legit. Three, Nike kits. I'm a big fan of Nike kits this year. The world champs black and white kits are top notch. If only they had last names on the back and could be sold in stores. Uh, that is Marshall. He also sent along a Festival of Miles preview, which we appreciate. Um, it's now eight days old. Um, let's see. Festival. Let's see. Where do we, where do we, 
where are we at in the festival of miles oh it's not till june 1st so he's getting ahead of it oh nice interesting um as a medium as medium term listeners know the best day in st louis every year is the first thursday of june oh, i could have just read the damn email kevin and then you would have had the answer when we host the festival of miles this year they'll be running an elite high school field that will probably be more intriguing or at least have more household names than the elite field Based on my sources, the current plans to have Rocky Hansen, Aaron Salman, Devin Kipiego, Connor Burns, Simeon Birnbaum, and Jackson Hydesh, and maybe a couple of others line up and have Eric Sawinski take them out at 355 pace. <clears throat> Man, having Eric Sawinski do that is just top notch. That's just like you're getting the full service at that point. It's like we're even going right. to have Eric Sawinski go. Burns has commented that he wants Alan Webb's high school record, which may be a bit ambitious. Anyways, if you live in the region, I would strongly encourage everyone to attend. Yeah, I found out today that someone else broke like four a couple weeks ago in high school and it didn't – like it just went to show that just like so many people are breaking it that it doesn't – it doesn't really register any sort of attention anymore outside of just – obviously it's an amazing time and a a great accomplishment for a high schooler. But it's just been done so many times that the next time we're really going to really, really pay attention to a mile is Webb's time. It's like someone's got to beat the 353. Yeah. And then people will take note. It's just how it is. Which is yeah. the case yeah, in pretty much every other event. That's how every other event is. Yeah. No one, yeah. No, no like, it, I mean, that's the, yeah. It's not like, hey, you were only four seconds off the 800 meter high school record. It's like, no, it doesn't really work. Well, um, Bur- Burns broke the Rupp's like 5K record and it got a little bit of attention, but it's just, it's a, just a different event. Like people just, everyone knows it. what the mile, yeah. It's because non runners know what the mile is. And so it's, yeah. uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Brian. Email are forming from Rally in Pennsylvania, now from Boulder. Uh, shouts right. out uh, Liam Murphy of Villanova, who won the 5,000 on Friday night with a 56 last lap. And then on in the afternoon, Big East has a 4 by 8 in the conference meet. I found that out this year. Oh, and nice. He, and, he, and he split a 147 in the 4 by 8 So 147, 800-meter runner, and also won the 5,000. Uh, also won the yeah. Mid-Atlantic Cross-Country Regional in November. Not a lot of 147 guys are running 1343 and winning their Cross-Country Regional meet. Not a lot of XC Regional champs or 1343 guys are running 147. Just saying, that is Brian. Always appreciate the Nova. Shout-outs, Brian. Um, we got we got two left. We have two different Noahs here. We'll save both these Noahs for next time. We have double Noahs. Um, one of them is very long. Um, yeah. Noah in uh, New York, formerly of Greater Boston's email is long, but we'll, we'll get to that one next time. We'll have, we'll have plenty of time. The emails haven't really been coming in thick and fast, so we, we should have plenty of time. Uh, before we go, though, everybody's favorite time of the show, uh, Ted Lasso recap. Do you want to do it or not? Or do you want to do yeah, NBA yeah, recap? Uh, what, what do you want to do? No, no, absolutely. Got to do the Ted Lasso recap. Um, yeah, NBA recap. I mean, we're, we're down to the conference finals, so um, go Nuggets. I think is is the consensus. Um, Big Nuggets fans over here, which means we have an opening for potential Denver Nuggets correspondent. Kyle did a good that's job true. for our Bucks. Unfortunately, our Bucks uh, have been eliminated, as have many other teams that we want to see advance. So we're in dire straits here. We are in dire but straits. We need the Nuggets. At the same time, other NBA news. I mean, the biggest NBA news possible for your Spurs. Oh. I can't believe this didn't lead the show. Well, you won the lottery. Just... And you won the lottery in a 
massive year, right? Like yeah. this isn't just winning the lottery and yeah. you're drafting Andrew Wiggins. You know, this is this is next level. Yeah, I didn't think I could get that excited about it. I'm I'm not the type of person who gets excited about drafts and projections and all that stuff, particularly because the Spurs have the same. In fact, team. you actively dislike it. True. Yes, yeah. I do. That's fair. And I told you before, I said this will be the last draft lottery I pay attention to for 20 years. I haven't paid attention to one in 20 years, and this is the, then I'll, I'll take a 20-year break. And it just so happens the Spurs got the number one pick, which means they'll have this generational player, Victor Wembanyama from France, coming to the Spurs. So I'm pretty happy. It just It's crazy how quickly something can change. It just it changed everything. <laughs> everything yeah. Yeah. with I mean, the franchise. It, we've been hearing this guy about this guy for like the last year and a half. Um, yeah. About how he's the Google him. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's like seven foot four and he can shoot threes and he can do everything. Like it's some people argue he's the greatest prospect in the history of sports. That might be a little over the top, but like, that's what some people are like actively arguing. Yeah. Um, so pretty big deal. Anyway. So we're excited about it. Uh, but in, in any, in, in other news with the actual games that are going on, um, we do need a nuggets correspondent. So if you're out there, uh, one, and you want to regale us with tales of, you don't even need to be at the games, but we just want to. Yeah, just, just, just we have, from the fan perspective, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, we want to we want to really immerse ourselves in as as lifelong, week long Nuggets fans. We want to join you. Like we've we yep. are forming an alliance. I was a Celtics fan for four days last week. It was very weird. Uh, I'm no longer that. I'm whatever. I'm neutral on the East, but I obviously pulling for the Nuggets in in the West. So. If you're out there and you want to talk yeah, the Nuggets with Caldwell Pope, I'm your guy. <laughs> yeah, Nuggets were like my number two team, I think, when we entered the playoffs. You know, I, I Kings won. Um, and then, yeah, and then so you're Nuggets not that two. upset. Well, I guess you are upset because your least favorite team is still in. So you need That's the thing, though, but it's yeah. against my bottom, bottom, worst-case scenario team. So, like, I am – I'm rooting real hard, real, real hard. So uh, we got game two tonight. Um, so hopefully, hopefully Nuggets win again. Jokic is great, and it's so fun. To see people discover, like Jokic, like people didn't watch during the season. Yeah, he's so insane. He's nobody he's watches. Preposterous. People don't watch NBA fans. Don't watch NBA games. It's a very weird dynamic. It's so that's they, they absolutely true. It's it's very strange, and they don't actually watch. And they don't even watch highlights. A lot of them, like that's too much work for a lot. Yes, yeah, they look box scores. Yeah, uh, just or just memes, and just, yeah, that's... yeah, and literally just like stat news tweets. That's what they do. It's like Devin Booker's been shooting 48% from three over the last 96 attempts. It's like, great. Awesome. Turn a TV on and watch a game. Get the app. I don't care. Anyway. All right. Lasso. You didn't watch the most recent Lasso, so spoilers, but they're not going to be from this most recent episode. Yeah, we got the last two weeks. I'm putting I'm oh. putting five minutes on the clock. I'm, I'm, I'm limiting us to five minutes on this. Go ahead. <sighs> Wow, this seems impossible. With, with okay, two I'm increasing it to eight minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, hey, we'll do what I can here. Um, so I guess for two, you know, uh, two weeks ago episode was. Uh, I don't remember basically it at all. like the Keeley sex tape gets released is like the main storyline that's kind of happening. Two ago, okay. Yeah. Um, right. So you got that going on. Um, you know, Ted's ex is there, and his kid is here. He Ted thinks mm. his ex is going to propose. Um, Trent's well, part of the Diamond Dogs his. now. Here's here's my here's my little quick bullet points just to give you a, a refresher. Richmond's on a winning streak. Nate is Nate is doing good with the hostess. Tried to create mm. his own Diamond Dogs. It failed. Oh, that was um, funny. What do you call them? Uh, the Love Hounds. 
Um, and it was just a miserable, terrible thing. Isaac uh, discovers that Colin is gay, um, and he gets right. mad at him, but it's not for why you think. Um, and Ted goes to West Ham game with his son. Um, and then Jack and Keely is basically done because she handled the sex tape thing poorly. Is that, yeah. Is that a fair Give me sum a, up? Yeah. 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 And then do, do the, do the recap for the next one. We can just talk about both of them together. Yeah. So the next one, and we kind of get, we get more of the Isaac is mad at Colin thing and, and Colin's kind of trying to figure out what the deal is. Uh, Rupert is like messing with Nate a little bit, which is weird. Like he's, he meets his girlfriend, um, but then he's like, trying to invite him out. Yes, yeah, Jade. Uh, but he invites him out for like a guy's night. But then there's like girls there, so like he just seems to like want everyone to be miserable, basically. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Rebecca calls out Roy. Um, oh, she called him know, a ponderous did, something. That was good. Yeah. So like he she, he asked her to, or she asked him to do the post game presser. But uh, he he just brushed it off, and Beard was there going insane. Uh, and it was about yeah. like the best guitarist of all time. Very uh, funny scene. Um, but then that comes back around. Um, Isaac goes into the stands after uh, a fan uh, yells uh, the f word, not that f word, but the other f word. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Colin comes out to the team. Um, and of course they're like the best about it, as you would expect. And yeah, that's kind of the main thing. And then there's the the kind of the fallout from that. So um, I know you, but you texted me before that second episode saying this is this is one of the tops. This is this is this is one of the best ones. Yeah, I, I listen. I don't read any of the reviews or recaps or anything like that, so I don't know if the reception was positive or negative towards it. I'm just telling you how I felt. I really liked the episode. Um, it was great. I thought when I heard the words Roy's going to handle the press conference, I I got giddy. It was like hearing the Spurs are going to get women Yama. Like that, I was just like <laughs> I can't wait. And yeah. then I saw and I a bunch of serious stuff was happening and I get that. But then when they showed Beard out there, I was as pissed as Rebecca. I was like no right. way, man. You can't take this from us. All we've ever wanted was to see Roy Kent in a press conference. That's all I've ever wanted. He's my favorite character on yes. the show put him in front of the media it'll be great and it was great he had all the what did he call all the i don't i wish i had the script in front of me is that a thing people say i wish i had the, he, he called the guy like five o'clock shadow man or something and then he goes new trent or, or whatever <laughs> yes like, yeah, he yeah. had all the dumb nicknames for them and he gave like really short answers then they asked um what they asked him about marcus uh going in the stands right yeah. They, so they, yeah, they basically go, "Hey, um, or or what did you think? Either like, what did you think, or, or not Marcus? Um, uh, what am I saying? Or Isaac? Yeah, Isaac. Marcus like, out of or, bio yeah, is like, the new Trent. Sorry. Yeah. Do you like? Yeah. What What did you think of Isaac going to Sands? And that's a stupid fucking question. Um, yeah. And but then gives one of the one of the you know top five speeches maybe in the in the history of the show, just kind of about, um, you know how you basically. You know, athletes are people. We, they, we, you never know what they're going through. Um, he gives the example, it, right, of when he was a young player. Oh yeah, and he made a joke to his teammate about his about how he was the dad of his upcoming ki- uh, kid, his, his the, teammate's kid. Yeah, and and the 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 kid had died, right? Wasn't that yeah? The, it, it turned out to be a miscarriage that he didn't share with anybody. So the, the guy it. lost it on him and beat him. You know, beat him senseless basically when he was just a kid, and yeah. then he he kind of just was like. You don't know, you know and he basically are. said like how it's it's unacceptable what he did, but at the same time, like you just don't know. And it was just like it was it was really 
well done. It's, it's like anytime they decide to go to that level on something, yeah. that's where the show's at its best. And then Isaac, obviously, find he's mad because he didn't know, not you know, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His whole thing is just like, you, you didn't trust me to like be supportive, right? Which which obviously was not the thing, right? Like, I mean, it's it's a big no. deal in, in, in a very, in a different way. And it's just, you know, him talking about, hey, I, I was 99% sure you were going to be good, but I couldn't handle the 1% chance it wasn't right the other famous speech was ted's speech because people were saying they're saying we don't care and then he reframed that around well no like we do <laughs> care such a good, that was so he, yeah. he tells the story about his buddy <laughs> the denver broncos fan the denver broncos fan uh what did he say? He slips in like a was a horrible franchise or during that joke? garbage franchise or whatever gar- it is. Yeah, like so during they, basically yeah, his friend you know has won two Super Bowls or his te- you know his friend's team has won two Super Bowls, but he had to watch the games alone because yeah. he lived in Kansas City at the time. So no, but he's like I should have been there supporting my friend and his garbage franchise or whatever it was. Yeah. But it was, but it was like a great thing of like hey, just the hey, I don't care if you're gay kind of thing is, you know, the minimum. I guess, like, but you can do a lot better than that. Like, the people you actually really care about should be. That like, was his point. That standard. that right. That that was his point. And his friends eating his seven layer dip all by himself, and nobody, nobody like was there with him, and he should have been there. And then he finishes the speech, and then Colin says, "Did you just compare being gay to being a Denver being Broncos a fan?" Denver fan? Broncos. And then Jamie says, "Who are the Denver Broncos?" And I just <laughs> right. lost it. Yeah, that was so. Oh, it was so like good. Ted does this great speech as expected, <laughs> but then Roy tops it like an even better version of that, basically, um, for, for something similar. So it was just yeah, it was just like kind of, and then basically you know they say hey, we're not telling anybody, um, you know, calling and basically until until you're good. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I thought that was a it was a top 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 level episode. I thought the Keely sex tape one was really good too. I mean, it was a similar kind of thing where basically you know Jack wants her to apologize. Yeah, and do all this thing, and it's like, no, she's the victim in this scenario, right? Like, it's not that's 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 not how this thing should go. Yeah, and it was yeah. basically, you know, it, I guess it kind of came down to like, well, it's making me look bad, kind of thing, and yeah, you know, that's that's not a great, not a, not a great vibe. Best Rebecca quote, maybe of all time. Oh please, the Eiffel Tower is just a lamp post with a publicist. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, it's great. Uh, <laughs> yep. That was, uh, yeah, so I guess Ted, we technically don't know if, if Ted's wife got proposed to. I, I'm assuming she didn't, but uh, we, we mm-hmm. didn't get a look at her hand um, at the end of that episode, right? But uh, Yeah. I feel like I know so much more than you do because I'm one episode ahead. But yeah, on, I know. But on I, similar, I'll be watching it today. On, on other points, though, just the story didn't move forward at all, so there's no real movement. But there's a lot. I mean, there's only two more, right? I say, I would say, we are we at, yeah, I think with with one I have to watch three three left, which is yeah, we're we're getting close. But obviously, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, along those two episodes is um, the total football thing is working uh, tremendously well. Yeah, is 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 basically a you know to sum it up. All right, well, we're at eight minutes exactly. That's that's pretty good. Nice. Okay. Um, um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's you know kind of kind of hitting its hitting its stride, and uh, yeah, I'll be interested. I'll be really uh, you know honestly excited to see how it how it decides to wrap up because by all accounts, this is going to be the end of the show. Um, not just the end of the season, which is a bummer. And some of the stuff, I don't know how, I don't know. They're going to get to, there is not to spoiler it, but spoiler it. 
there is some there's a big thing in season or in the next episode that that moves the plot along that they have to yeah yeah something's gonna change uh, i mean every episode's an hour now though so you could they could get a lot more done like it seems shorter right than it like in the sense of like in the past i feel like you know they were half hour episodes it's like you're really limited obviously by the half hour but now they're just yeah. doing hours like yeah. so it's like you, just, yeah. you can get a lot more done well there's Twice a lot almost well, there's there's a ton of plot though. We're still at the same issue. Oh no, like, yeah, there's still a ton of stuff going on, and like like you said, it, it still seems like a lot to wrap up. Everybody um, has their own thing. Everybody, yeah, it just which incredible. is which was part of what I really loved about it. You know, since season one is like they give all these side characters. Like you love these characters so much, yeah. right? Like they're not side characters; they are the main character <laughs> in their own thing, and and we get to see that as well, which is which is cool. All right, we'll leave it there. Uh, HouseToRunAtGmail.com is the email address. Thanks, everybody, for uh, sticking with us during the hiatus. Hopefully, you're Much back. Appreciated. Yeah. Uh, send us an email. Just say hello. Tell us you're still listening. Um, we'll be back next week. Read those other emails we didn't get to read. We'll recap these, uh, these Bermuda games, uh, and then we'll do a proper preview on the um, LA Grand Prix. Also talk about who is the best runner in history. Just kidding. I don't think we're going to do that. Oh, I was like, all right. Well, let's do it. <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> um, that's an off-season kind of show, but you yeah, know, the you know. end of May. But, you know, hey, whatever. I'm into it. We'll talk about whatever. So if people have uh, ideas for topics, throw them our way. Uh, a lot of you guys have been with us for many years, so we're getting repetitive. Let's just let's work a little harder, I guess. Let's, let's find some new topics. Um, all right. All right. We'll talk to you guys next time. Jessica Ennis, it's good to be back. <laughs>